Howdy folks, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show. My name is Hangum and today we're going to be talking about customer service in the restaurant business. And not only that, I'm going to give you five quick tips uh, when it comes to training your people more effectively. I know you're training your people when it comes to customer service, when it comes to all kinds of stuff, probably all the time, which is what we do in this business because you have new people all the time, you lose people, you gain people. So this is what we do. Now, today I want to talk to you about five quick tips as to how, um, again, you can make the trainings more effective. Uh, I personally love training uh, our people and I got to do that for like three years very intensely um, and a lot on a day-to-day basis. And then after that, I decided I'm gonna create a lot of trainings in video format, and that is what we did. So we're able to move up as restaurant owners. I was able to equip our managers to be like, these are the standards, these are the trainings that I'd like you to provide for our team. So that has saved us a lot of time. So that is a recommendation I have for you as well. Now, first step in doing a better job when it comes to customer service training is to define and you know your team must have a clear understanding and sharing of what great customer service actually is what is great service you need to ask them to tell me how does great service look like when it comes to this so they need to be able to clearly see good service versus bad service and one of the things you can do is give them specific scenarios hypothetically when a customer walks in um, tell me how would great greeting our customer would look like and have them demonstrated to you, what will a mediocre one look like? And which one do we want to be, right? And for them to assess, because a lot of times you'd be surprised what people are aware and not aware of where it is. And we need to define our expectation to our people. You need to define your service non-negotiables, right? Do you have something like that? So when it comes to your service, your operations is different in our operations. You probably have some things that are non-negotiables when it comes to your customer service. You need to define those. They need to be written down. They need to be turned into standards. There needs to be training for those that are non-negotiable because otherwise they will be negotiable and they will negotiate it and they will not be on top of it. Uh, is it me or it, it, uh, it is not you? I don't know. Everybody uh, goes through that. Next thing is we must have a training system, right? If we want to improve our customer service training, we must have a system and we are always improving the system, correct? So if the system is not effective, we need to observe the system. And some of the systems that we have, one of them is team training passports. That is a system that we have created for our operations. You should create your own and what is best for you and your restaurant. Now, if you want more questions about how we've created ours, I'd be happy to share them with you. You can always email me at makingdoshow at gmail.com and what have you. We, we can chat, no problem. But we have created what we call team member passports. We have a passport for um, a new hire in the kitchen. We have a new passport for a front of the house when they get hired. We have passports for people to go from a team member to a lead. We have passports for people to go from a lead to a manager and beyond. That's part of the system that we have. So what is in the passport? It goes exactly defined within the one week, within two weeks, within three weeks, where do we want that team member to be? And so that is to equip our master trainer to implement that system, right? So in the passport, for example, we have, um, 
Let's talk about um, menu training. Is it training within the passport? And in it, I go over how to train the team member, how to um, help them memorize different dishes we have, how to describe that dish, how to know the ingredients. All of those are in the passport. So the passport has two sides. One is the training of specific aspects and also quizzes are there for my trainer to document the progress of this team member. So for example, this team member goes and watches a video on how do we run food to a table and the quality control checkpoints we have, what to say at the table and things like that. So they go watch that video and they come back and my trainer is able to know, ask this question, ask this question. And based on what the team member who's being trained is responding, the trainer is able to score that team member. So it all, it's like a quiz and training all at the same time in the passport and the passport goes into the team members file. And this as well has a documentation thing is that if a team member is not performing Performing after all the trainings we've provided and by week four you already need to be here 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 and if they're not where they need to be I have documentation to prove that this is all the training we provided this is all the quizzes that we've provided and these are the scores and with that it seems like this is not a good company for you it's not a good fit for you to be part of this team because they're not able to make progress with our training we have to Otherwise, people are going to be like, you're playing favoritism. You are training so-and-so more than this person and that person. And that's why we have a system for things, people. So it's equal opportunity. Everybody goes through the same training. You know, that's how it is in school. And uh, that's what we do as well. So come up with like a training passport. You know, how is your system? I would love to know what is your training system right now? What do you have? When it comes to training formats, you can look at the training system you have. Do you have visuals, do you have hands-on, do you have videos, do you have quizzes? I have noticed the best way is a mix of all of them. You can't have just one format. It needs to be a mix of um, multimedia thing for it to work. Um, the training scores must go into the team member's file. That is documentation that you need, as I mentioned. So great service is a skill that everyone can learn. But again, they need to meet our timeline. We're not going to wait six months before they can learn this or that. Do you know what I'm saying? So they're like, oh, I'm not comfortable answering the phone on a Friday night. And you've been here six months. We have a problem. But that's besides the point. You already know that. So another thing that I mentioned that is incredibly important is that you need to have a master trainer or master trainers that are responsible and accountable for training and reporting because if everyone is responsible no one is because if you're like everybody is responsible for training everybody you need to have master trainers that are coordinators that are coordinating the training and those people need to be equipped how to train people being a teacher also is a skill set they need to know how to train people we have some people in our um company that are have a heart for other people and they're good at training others and there are some people who are not very good at it if you've been to college you know what I mean so I've experienced many times in college you have a professor who's incredibly smart at chemistry or physics or calculus or it doesn't matter but they suck at teaching right they're they have their PhD they have whatever they're very smart but just because they have a PhD and they're incredibly smart and they're great at what they do does not mean that they're great teachers. You know what I mean, right? So same thing is with your team. Just because you have a team member who's a great, very fast pizza maker or is great at serving customers doesn't mean necessarily they know how to train up other people to do the same. 
Okay, that is a skill set also to teach your people how to, you know, how to train others. And that's why you have select people in the team that get that training on how to become great trainers and you equip them with the passport and all the trainings they need and you let them loose to go and equip the team. I hope you find this tip uh, helpful uh, as well. I mean, we learn all of that with a lot of blood and sweat, but mostly blood as you know how it is in this restaurant or marinara, you know, the restaurant business. So have a course correcting feedback loop. You need to communicate uh, your customer's feedback to your team so they continue to shift perspective and improve their service, uh, you know, your team. So always when we have a good or bad customer review, we communicate that to our team. The people that were on the shift, I want them to read that customer's review. I want them to feel what the customer is feeling. I'm, I'm not going to get mad at team. Oh, you know, look, the customer's mad over this and this and this and that. When they're happy or when they're sad, it doesn't matter, both positive or negative. I want the team to read the customer so they understand, oh, when I did this, the customer really liked what I did there, here and there, right? So for them, we need to, this is kind of like a course correcting. We're kind of improving ourselves based on the feedback loop we're getting from our customers. Does that make sense? Instead of just, that's going to be positive and negative, as I mentioned. So they are going to identify what the customers like and do more of those things and identify what matters to our customers that we failed to deliver to stop doing those uh, behaviors so we get a different result, right? Because we can't continue doing what we were doing and expecting a different result. That is Einstein quote about sanity as uh, or lack thereof, as you're familiar. The other thing is, listen, restaurant business, it is, it is very difficult as you know you're on your feet it is long hours it is at night it is a hard job no matter what position you serve from the dishwasher all the way to being an owner everybody it's a stressful business to be in you know that already so it is important to try to do your best to make serving others fun i find it that we forget sometimes again people forget their name their position when it comes to, again the customer service that their position, the role is to serve. That's why they're called servers because we don't want to, we live in a society where we want to be served. So it is great to maybe incorporate rewards or recognize your people who go above and beyond the call of duty, right? That they serve your customers well. That will make them feel genuinely appreciated and keep the, them enthusiastic and motivated because this job is hard enough as is, as you know, and it's incredibly stressful, especially during rushes that we get all the time. So always think about one of the ways that you can improve your restaurant customer training is how can you make it slightly more fun? How, maybe incorporate some competitions and stuff as well. Some people find that fun. Some people don't find that fun because they find that to be too much pressure. Get feedback from your team as to what would make this more fun and see what they tell you. Some other tips is that be specific in presenting your appreciation by telling them what they did well uh, that deserve this recognition. And we want to make it public and also private recognition depending on one's preference. I've noticed some people don't even necessarily want public recognition because they are too shy. There's some people like that. So be mindful of that as well. Um, those who serve the best get the more hours. That is... Um, the protocol we have in our restaurant is that people know those who get more hours is because they have higher skill set. We do. This is an equal opportunity. We don't care. All it is is again, and if if our servers get, uh, for example, somebody leaves a review and says, "Oh, your server Emily did very well," or "Your server Cassie did very well," for example, we do give um, 
that team member a $10 cash uh, on the spot in front of the team because they were named. They have name tag, of course. And so if they get a compliment by a customer specifically in any way that they've directed that communication to us, maybe it's an email a customer sends us or an online review, they get that 10 bucks. But we need to recognize good behavior and you need to communicate what was specifically about, hey, the way that you greeted that customer, was inc- you were incredibly friendly or you observed that the ticket times were being long and you asked the customer if you can get them some carrots and for the, like their kid and the little kid wanted some carrots and they were very happy and da, 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 da. All of that be a little bit more specific as to what kind of a behavior you want to see more of, right? The more specific we are, we're able to give our team more tangible things to know what they need to do next. Okay, well, I hope that this episode was helpful. I wanted to remind you again, we have free resources on our website for you to help you make some dough, more dough in this business. I have a year's worth of marketing ideas to grow your restaurant sales. It's a free guide on our website. It's a free resource. You can go to www.makingdoughshow.com, go to our resource section and download that and implement and make some dough. And I really appreciate you being here. Be sure to subscribe to the show. If you found it helpful, I'd appreciate it again. If you were to leave us a review on any of the podcast platforms, share it with your team, this video, or any of our videos that you find helpful, or on a Facebook group that is for restaurant owners or a LinkedIn group, I appreciate it very much. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you. Bye-bye. 